Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to Kevin's Barbecue Joints Podcast. And welcome to 21 Questions with Blake Stoker from Blake's at Southern Milling in Martin, Tennessee. And you have your favorite hat on. Yeah, the trusty. I've got one work one that I should have retired or cleaned a while ago. It's, I mean, it's, it's nothing, but it's not nasty. It's just uh, uh, barbecue nasty, you know, um, lots of residual brisket grease and stuff like that. Then I've got one that I wear... Uh, like that I wore to Texas that's not to be worn at work. So like there's work shoes and not work shoes. Obviously a work shirt. I wear this shirt every Monday. It's cold in the kitchen whenever the warmer, you know, because I mean, I'm typically the only one in the main kitchen on Monday. And there's, so there's no other body heat, warmers, uh, oven, stove, all that stuff is turned off. So it stays pretty cold. So I have to wear a long sleeve. So this is literally, I had some dudes uh, in the kitchen a couple Mondays ago and they're like, I've seen you trim, you know, I've, I've been in here seeing you trim briskets a thousand times. You've had that shirt on every time. So. <laughs> you clean it, but it just stays stained. And, right. and Oh, yeah. It was great. It looks terrible. <laughs> That's cool. How are you doing? Good. So far, so good. I have nothing to complain about. Just yeah, yeah. trimming briskets and uh, drinking coffee. It's just great to, great to see you in general. Just great yeah, you, I'm sorry we don't keep up. I'm just literally never. I'm on my phone at like 5.30 a.m. and like 11 10 30 11 p.m when i when i sit down to eat supper i'll go through my phone on sunday and like sift through all the texts that i have you know three and four days old i text everybody eventually i'll say that <laughs> it's not like it's like i'm i mean there's people with a lot deeper inboxes i'm just never just i'm never just like on my phone just huh, i wonder i've got time to check a bunch of text messages and get into <laughs> also my phone literally my phone my keyboard barely it works at like 10 percent capacity so uh it's very difficult like only start i need to go get a new phone but then again i feel like there's i tell myself there's no time to which i mean although going to get a new phone is quite i don't know how it is in california but around here it's a time commitment you oh, know, yeah. you, it could it could happen in 35 45 minutes or it could be three four hours like no, no i just i just i just got a new phone and because my phone just died like it just died and um it took me i think two hours and 20 minutes or so yeah i just can't there's something else i could be doing productive you know <laughs> well that what i did was for my mom is i i ordered the phone i filled it all out online and had it shipped and i just set it up at home because it was just not worth going to the mall for that long right. of time yeah this is not it's just not worth it i so that kind of bleeds into how i wanted to start this was uh how has this last year been? And because it's different, this is your life is different than when you had the trailer. How how has this last year been? Uh, it's been mostly awesome, awesome at its core, but different in that the headache factor has been exponentialized times one thousand. I knew that would be the case, and I knew I wouldn't. Just like I told you back in the day, I didn't know what it'd be like opening a barbecue trailer until I got into the weeds of doing it. But this is a totally new ball game. Luckily, I have great people in place mitigate my direct. I do intend to and want to 99 out of 100 times hear about everything and, you know, be in on the decision or at least hear what the decision, you know, was that was made by a manager or whatever. But I've uh, got a, you know, a great GM, Whitney, that that handles, I, bless her heart, uh, and actually sent her the clip of what Evan said about, if you're crazy if you think you can just be a, a barbecue cook and open a place you know it takes a food-sided person 
and then a business side mm-hmm. person. They almost they they both need to have their hands in each side and have some knowledge. But she and my mom are certainly the books, you know, the tax, the bank, the uh, accounting side, making sure all that stuff's organized, the costing out, and uh, making sure you know the the book side is taken care of. And then me, Libby, the rest are you know my my. I try to have my hand in everything and be knowledgeable about everything, but you know, I'm still a food guy, not able to do as much with directly with the cooking, the barbecue. And I still, you know, get my hands in it every once in a while and, you know, still can do it. But uh, just due to the breadth of everything, I'm not yeah. able to, you know, I'm not hands on cooking uh, briskets or ribs. That'd be impossible. Butts. Right. It's just not physically not possible. I did it for about seven weeks. The first seven weeks we were open were physically not good and just about wore myself down and then you know we started changing things and i got backed off of that and ever since we've just built a team that are able to i mean to be honest with you, me and libby could leave for six weeks and the food be the same you know what i mean oh, so that's, that, that's, that's important that's great that, absolutely um now i have no intention of doing that i'm still here if we're open i'm here not because i have to be but just because i want to be and i want to be as helpful as i can be you know, for instance, at the end of the night, and I stay here till not close, but I mean, close of service, not close of shutting the kitchen down. I stay to the end of the night. And a lot of times, even if we're not busy, I tell the guys in the kitchen or the guys and the gals, use me right now. I will handle the food side of this. Y'all start doing what you can do to help yourselves get out of here 20, 30, 45 minutes, you know, earlier than if I were to skip out and y'all were getting a ticket once every six or eight minutes and having to stop filtering the oil and mopping and all that stuff. So I try to be just as helpful as I can in helping other people, you know, get in, get out, be efficient, both for labor reasons and just for quality of life. I mean, I'm sure if they can, if I can help get them out of here at 10.45 p.m. versus 11.15 p.m. on Wednesday night, then, you know, it's nothing on me to stay an extra 15, 30 minutes to help do that, you know. Yeah. How big is your staff? Uh, it, it ebbs and flows, but I mean, on payroll, we still have, about 60 but i mean i would say active employees which we get school college just ended so a lot of our college mostly girls you know work front of house uh, that hadn't been able to work very much either go to school either started with us in the summer last year and then went to school an hour or two or three away and now they're back home or just folks that went to UTM and didn't have time on their plate to work as well. So they've started, you know, trickling back in. What was the largest amount of people you had working at the trailer at, at one time? Like six, I would say. So now tenfold, tenfold at least. Yeah, true. I know you had envisioned what this would be like prior to it opening. And we talked, I think, almost like a week or two before it opened. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like how you imagined? Yes, but then again, you never know. I didn't really know what to expect. Besides, it would be a lot, and it has been a lot. What's special to you? What's the most special thing to you about Blake's at Southern Milling? To me, there's uh, I can break it down into three, and I do this often, break it down into three or four elements. You got the mystique of the building, and it draws people in. They have no idea, know nothing about Blake's barbecue prior to this or anything about the food. They just, you know, could be driving by or see a picture of it picture of it on the internet and they go oh, that looks like a destination to go to so you've got the building you've got the, the food side the barbecue fair you know the blake's barbecue bleeding into 
what we have now, which is a much more exciting menu of in-house ground smash burgers out of our brisket trim, Nashville hot chicken tenders, uh, salads, you know, an arrangement of just ever-growing uh, yeah, I, have a, I have a list of things that I'm going to bombard you with later <laughs> on, on that, yeah. Right, the sandwich stuff, the brunch menu. Um, so, you know, the, the major food fair, seriously, the bakery section, our, our Morgan Simmons Goodman, our uh, bakery at Southern Milling, her desserts are what we talked about before. And, you know, I used to send you pictures whenever we first got her hired and all that stuff. It's absolutely come tenfold more into fruition than I could have even imagined. She is everything I thought she would be. Her product is, uh, I'd put her up against anybody. Anybody me and you know mutually and could talk about. I'm not saying she's better. It I'm looks saying so good. She's uh, unbelievable and i have a like, list of questions on the bakery too because that's that's a huge component unbelievable yeah i mean there's people and i don't blame them at all there's people that come just you know women that'll come in and just get pimento cheese you know by the pint and it's not cheap there's people that come in and just get coffee and cheesecake or coffee and whatever cake or pie that, uh, that it had but hadn't had in a while and then it comes back like this key lime pie she's had lately i had no idea that key lime pie was such a sensation and hers, I mean, everybody eats, says, I've been eating key lime pie for 20 or 40 or 75 years, and this is the best I've ever had. Awesome. And the amount of times I see whole key lime pie come across the uh, the ticket board is unbelievable. I mean, there's days, there's Thursdays where I see two to four whole key lime pies, and also they're not cheap. I mean, it's not cheap to eat these days, so people come and uh, spending money here or, or spending money and, you know, by their choice. So it's. And buy an entire pie that says something. That Oh yeah. It's incredible. And just ever changing. She's a joy to work with and just a joy to watch prosper. Uh, yeah. I guess, I guess we can kind of meander into that. So how many things does she, like, are there, are there consistent items within the bakery and then there's specials and things that are seasonal or. Yes, every single day we have her uh, cheesecake. Uh, just I guess a New York New York style cheesecake, but it's completely scratch made, a graham cracker and pecan piece, you know, crushed pecans base of the uh, crust, and then I, she just works her magic throughout the whole thing. I don't know. I'm trying to think, I used to know the exact number on what she was going through a week, but it's a lot. So we have cheesecake every day, a cookie of some sort, usually chocolate chip. She dished out some snickerdoodles on uh, Saturday. So we'll probably start having snickerdoodle again for a little while. The rest is mostly ever-changing between chocolate cake. She's had strawberry cake the last week or two. Um, I actually had mom's birthday was May 6th. So I had I had her make a little mini uh oh, strawberry. Her happy birthday. That's so nice. I will. Coconut cream pie, like the things I've listed are there's a pecan pie. Derby pie. We had that during the Derby Week era. The ch chocolate chippy things, little uh cupcakes, you know, assorted cupcakes. I mean the list goes on buttermilk pie, chocolate chest pie, butterfinger pie. So she has her own specific area, right? Yeah, she has her sort of own end of the kitchen, sort of down at the end of the line um, with her own workspace. We just got her a, a, a new, not industrial size, but bigger than what you would have in your house, typically a refrigerator, freezer, because that's still a thing. Like if the trailer is here too, we've got a huge walk-in and all this refrigerator, freezer space, and we're buying and find, we're, as soon as we find a new spot to stick a freezer or fridge, we're doing it. So, but what's your favorite dessert item? I'll okay. be honest with you, I'm not a sweets person. Period. Like they just don't. What fires me up is obvious, and you could, you would even know this. 
fried chicken of any sort, either like bone-in thighs and legs or our Nashville hot tenders, General Tso's chicken, wings, occasional wings. I had wings last night for the first time in a while. I just go through little spurts of that. Pizza. Pizza, uh, I was going to say. That. <laughs> fried chicken and pizza is my diet, I'm being honest with you. Getting more and more, I sort of ebbed out of Mexican for a while. You know, I used to get those burritos all the time. I lost access to them because I was here all the time and couldn't just drive to Union City, you know, 10, 15 minutes away. Recently, I've gotten back more into uh, a taste for Mexican. So quesadillas, burritos, nachos, stuff like that. I'm sure we'll talk about this, but like on our menu, like our patty melt, I get our, our brisket grilled cheese or a patty melt. So, you know, still therein lies tote, bread, cheese. My favorite thing on the menu is our patty melt add brisket. So just literally our smash burger patty, Texas toast, cheese, grilled onions. And then I add like a quarter pound of brisket, chopped brisket on top. Oh. It's my recommendation anytime anybody like for instance, my buddy uh, that uh, came to work for us and went to Texas with me uh, right after he came to work for us. I'd never really met him before. But we just hit it off. And he's the one I've talked to cut. So he's the one that allows me to, when we're staffed up enough, staffed up enough in the kitchen, allows me to walk around and take care of other stuff or fill in another position or cook or pit staff needs rest or whatever. I've been telling him, you've got to try patty melt out of brisky. He was very skeptical. It took me like 10 weeks to get him to do it. He got one at 2 o'clock p.m. on his break on Wednesday or Thursday, and he immediately came back and said, arguably the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. And it took me that long. He's like, he's, he's, the next day, he's like, I'm going to try not to because I don't need to, but I really want to get one again for lunch today. So anyways, you know. So is the, he, is the patty melt on the on the menu all the time? Patty melt is, and the patty melt at brisket is okay. just dead add-on you know like an a la carte add-on i love that no can you so you could add can you add turkey because it's like do you have okay we, we i mean as you you probably saw that sandwich uh last week literally it was a nashville hot chicken tender grilled cheese topped with a second layer you know it was bread cheese meaning toasted texas toast bread cheese nashville hot tenders Cheesy toast again, then topped with a brisket grilled cheese, add pimento cheese. So it's literally, we had somebody order one on Saturday. Like they saw it on it, they asked about it, and that the server came, uh, they asked their server, the server, server came back to me. It's like, they're wanting to know about that thing you put on Instagram. And I'm like, tell them it's probably going to be like a $25 sandwich, but yeah, we'll make it, sure. And it was literally probably six or seven inches tall. Oh, that's so great! Crazy. I don't even. I, I don't know how you'd physically eat it, but that's a shit. Sh- you kind of tear it apart and share, right? Got over. Yeah, crazy. But uh, man, I'm sure it's good. But so for the first timer, that because I'm sure you guys get a lot of first timer. What would you recommend they order, platter wise or dish wise, or? It depends on how ambitious. Uh, say you, Andrew, uh, Daniel. And Bert came, something like that. <laughs> That'd be fun. That, that would be awesome. Let's do that. I mean, obviously, you're going to have to get whatever appropriate amount of brisket turkey ribs. I would probably do y'all a pound, uh, three quarters of a pound of uh, fatty, uh, half pound of lean, uh, half pound of turkey, half pound of pork, four pork ribs, skip sausage. We still don't make sausage in house, so I, it's the least thing I care about on the menu. Uh, a couple of Nashville hot tenders, a Bubba Cole to cut into quarters, 
a brisket patty melt or a patty melt add brisket to squid into quarters, a side of Brussels sprouts, a side of wait, well, you're already getting yeah, pimento cheese and crackers. Smoked cream cheese. Yeah, okay, smoked cream cheese. What is that? With, literally, we take we get these big huge blocks of uh, cream cheese in, cut them into eight ounce loaves, you know, for lack of better terms. Just score them across the top, you know, crosshatch score. Season them with our Blake's Blend house seasoning that goes on that. Uh, used to go on our house chips before we 86 the house chips and went to tortilla chips because I was tired of seeing people ordering loaded chips. Not not just me, but I, yeah. I, I was the one that raised the question of, hey, we're ready to get rid of these. People liked them, but it just kind of threw me off. But it goes on our uh, dry rub uh, chicken wings um, and then just smoke it. And then we serve it, 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 smoke it in a little miniature cast irons. Okay. So it's served, you know, on that, on our smallest tray with a liner on it. And then cast iron with a loaf of smoked cream cheese. We drizzle hot honey, which all hot honey, we make it in-house. All it is is honey with uh, crushed red pepper. Oh. And, and then serve it with the crackers and people. I mean, on a Saturday, we go through 90 to 100, 110, however many we make. And it's also not cheap, but people just can't get enough that of it. Sounds well. I love cream cheese. Uh, cream cheese in general is great. So, uh, whose idea was that? That was actually Whitney, um, RG. Yeah, yeah. Kudos to her on that. It's been a huge seller. Yeah, that that was her way back. You know, in sort of our menu development several months before we opened. I wasn't skeptical of it selling. I was skeptical of how feasible it would be to produce and scale. You know, in volume, but we picked crew looking them have a uh a process and it's it's cake you know so wow it, works. It, lo it looks really interesting like when i was going through the menu again to to talk to you i saw that and i thought you know i've seen photos is this what i'm seeing and so okay that's what it is it's that you know rectangular yeah, that would be on the that would be on the sample you know platter i would okay. go to so basically, as far as sides go, pimento cheese and crackers, uh, smoked cream cheese, which comes with crackers, Brussels sprouts. Deviled eggs? Uh, deviled eggs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, swall or swall is pretty, it's a vinegar swall. It's pretty special, I guess. It, not special, nothing special about it, but people really like it. So yeah. I think it would be a good one. For, and then you'd have to finish with dessert. It would depend on what we had. I think ideally, it would be, uh, if it were summertime, we'd have cheesecake. And uh, not women icebox, but key lime pie, and get, you know, with their large slices. So a slice of each of those for y'all to share, and that would probably be the the tray. Gosh, I, you know, when, when I do, when I am able to come, I plan on like staying two or three days, just because I'd like to stop, just to try different things, stop by, and also be able to enjoy some time with you, even though you'll be busy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I can block out time, and you know, with that with a with a heads up, and yeah, you yeah. know, you. And I can make that happen. But yeah, what I love about the menu here is you could eat here. You could literally eat here. We're open Wednesday through Saturday. And I firmly believe, no, I firmly know that you could eat here lunch and supper four days a week in a row and never. Now, of course, we don't have any Asian cuisine or really Mexican, but now we do have, we do have, you know, tortilla chips and cheese dip. So you can, you know, make you a, a you know, we, we serve nachos like that, uh, but you could literally eat here four days a week, two meals a day, and never dip your toes into this feeling like you're eating the same food. You know, That's you fantastic. Get, you could get a smash burger and fries for lunch on Wednesday, come back that night, 
and get a chicken tender salad. You can come the next day and get a rib plate with Brussels sprouts and mac and cheese for lunch. Come back that night and get a smoked wings and fried pickle chips. You come back the next day and get a, a bubba for lunch, you know, and a slice of cheesecake. Then come back that, you know, the list goes on. Yeah. So that's great. Uh, can you, even though we've talked a million times that I've even written things about it, can you explain for people that are that don't know what's a bubba coal? So it's brioche, preferably we try to toast our buns. Sometimes whenever we're just, you know, really, really rolling, we, but they're always hot, you know, and steamy, but sometimes we don't get them toasted every time, yeah. which I, which I do try to, but brioche, a layer of brisket, a layer of turkey, a lot, most times it's usually turkey and then brisket. I feel like the sandwich holds up a little better like that. Sort of like pickles are best, you know, for texture and all and, uh, for, uh, structure of the sandwich as far as a bite through so brioche turkey brisket i personally think brisket belongs best on it as a sandwich chopped texturally i feel like it does uh so most time it's chopped pimento cheese a big heaping scoop of pimento cheese and then brioche chopped and you can add pickles pickled onions jalapenos whatever you want to you could add i'm a big fan of adding grilled onions to everything i, I think grilled onions put everything over the top so that's it Named after bubba Kelly, who is our who is our construction contractor with uh, Color Shop Construction, and then co-partner of uh, Truth, and then Leroy and Lewis now. How how has the reaction been for people that were regulars of the barbecue trailer coming here? Pretty much every one of them that were true regulars at the trailer or regulars here, just like they were there, or even more so. Yeah, it's been I've been very glad to see that. I was a little bit scared of that uh you know at the beginning or before yeah. open if you come at peak time uh you know once time 12 15 you once you get your order place we're probably going to have your whatever it is even if it's a burger we're going to have your burger or brisket plate or bubba or whatever it is out in two to eight minutes you know so in and out how does it feel i was i want to talk about the pit team and libby for sure but uh how does it feel in the kitchen when things are really rolling and stuff? Does it feel like now it's probably comfortable because it's been a year, but mm-hmm. how other times where you're like, I can't believe this is like, this is my place. <laughs> this is, like, is it, does it feel like when there's, when things are moving and there's eight, 10, 12 people in the kitchen, like, is it, and there's people coming and the expediters like, what does that feel like? Uh, or do you not think you, about it? As you mentioned, I think about it less now because it's just so part of daily life. But I mean, yeah, in theory, looking at it like right now, like on a Saturday night with a two, two and a half, three hour wait, whatever the crap that means. I don't know how that happens, but, uh, you know, with 130, 140 seats and uh, butts and seats in here that we're feeding and, you know, a two hour wait and we're just flowing and things are rolling right. And, you know, we're throwing out ticket times you know, in eight to 14 minutes, which with that full of a restaurant, I mean, think about that. You you don't go to many mm. places and get at a sit down restaurant, you know, you that full and get, so whenever things are really uh, flowing right, I, it is, we're listening to music, whether it's Conway, Twitty or Turnpike, True Doors or Queen or Billy Joel or uh, Whiskey Myers or Elton John or whatever. You know, it can be Dixie Chicks. It's a a whole array of stuff. It feels really, really good. My temperament is that of something with no temperament at all. Although I am trying to get myself one of my... So in 2023, I've quit cussing. 
if I cuss, it's because I something was really, really hot, which as you can imagine, something has to be really hot for it to burn me or I like stub my toe real bad or something like that. But I just told myself that was one of my resolutions. I'm like, uh, I'm just going to quit cussing, which I didn't think I would, that was kind of a joke, but I actually have. Good uh, for you. That's five months in. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it took, uh, it was once I decided it was like a six day process. Just completely went from, I'm kidding, but probably 80 a day to zero. So it's been cool. Are there ever moments where, you know, uh, we always have these moments where we kind of yeah. step back out of, outside of ourselves and go, yeah. this is all just, yeah. Pretty bizarre. Yeah. It's pretty bizarre to, you know, yeah. It's pretty bizarre overall to think this is real. It's not nearly as glamorous as people think, but what I want to do and what the dream was, it's just not always as dreamy. It's mostly not as dreamy as it looks on Facebook or Instagram, or but that's everybody, you know. Or the movies, or like the there's a couple of shows that show the real truth, but otherwise, yeah, it's not it's not glamorous. It's 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 a job nonetheless. Yeah, a lot of headaches, a lot of uh, water heaters breaking, and air units not working. Can you talk about Libby? I like I've been trying, you know, off and on. We've been trying to do an interview, which we will someday. But can you talk about Libby? So she's been with me since 2020, I guess. Came with zero barbecue experience, you know, started training at the trailer and I was not a very good trainer because I was still very, very stubborn and letting go. But she worked herself through my stubbornness and with me and is now just literally as world class of a barbecue cook. I'd put her up against anybody like that. Period. She's great. She different from me, and I've gotten to be a better teacher and and more understanding that you have to let go, and that other people are just as capable, if not more capable, of doing what I do than than myself easily. Uh, she is a great teacher and can get tangential with you know. Oh, that's just teaching. So she's been a really, really good teacher and has developed a team. You know, of well, it's been it's changed recently with some in internship taken, and we lost one. But she's just a really good teacher and is good at uh, developing them to a point where they can handle stuff. And we're just sort of passing the torch down to, you know, sort of take ourselves out of having to be in the equation. But she's great. And uh, and me me and her get along like brother and sister that, you know, get along very well and laugh and cut up. And, uh, you know, we both have bad days or whatever, but we're always there for each other. How many pits do you guys have? And what I think is interesting, and I think I'm not going to I'm not disparaging any of the big pit builders or small pit builders, but you guys made or you had those made by people that you know, right? Mm-hmm. So you got the two 500 gallons that I've had since 2015 that I started cooking on and had at Blake's Barbecue all the way, you know, all through the years 2016 through 2022. And then whenever we moved here, we had two 1,000 gallon pits built, same style, Franklin style, you know, I essentially the same as the 500s which were built you know modeled after franklin's book so we've got two in thousands and the 500s now the difference is the 500s all the way through the early years had like eight inch stacks on them now those stacks are 20 feet tall i said eight inch i meant uh eight inch pipe but uh, eight feet tall as well they might have been 10 honestly now they're so tall that i don't even remember the old number but now the 500 gallon stacks are 20 feet so, you know, the outside of the building mm-hmm. looks like a chip coming from the north. Um, and then the thousand gallon uh, smokers have 22 feet long stack. And you can't even, so one of the things I was worried about moving down here and having a, a pit room set up like that 
is the pipes go, the stacks go out of the ceiling and you cannot see the top of the smokestack. Whereas all the way through the years cooking prior to here, I always paid a lot of attention to the smoke, you know, looking for dirty smoke, all that stuff. Well, now they draw so hard. We couldn't, we hardly could burn dirty. I've never once seen dirty smoke or smell dirty smoke wow. in this room because it just draws so hard. It's, we're not as dependent on, because the way I controlled fires prior to here was a lot with the door, you know, door spacing, how much I had to open and close. Now we, there's one setting. It's just all dependent on how big the cold bed there is, depending on the time of the day, the humidity and the heat outside, and uh, just the size fire amount of logs we have on. Is the draw different because of the way the room is shaped or because of airflow for coming into the room? Uh, the smokestacks just really draws it hard. Oh, interesting. Like, Oh yeah, the 500 gallons, uh, it takes about a third the size fire to produce a 260 degree fire or a 290 degree fire. Like you're, it's hard not That's to- That's great. Uh, weather, yeah, yeah, cooking's much, not easier. Uh, it's more, it seems like more efficient, I guess. So. Yeah, and the 1,000 gallons, which people have asked me, reach out all the time about, looking, looking to get a 1,000 gallon, what do you think? And I, yes, the space is good, but as far as efficiency, like fire efficiency and, and wood and all that, I would rather have four 500 gallons than two 1,000s as, as far. I, I, I say that, but then again, on a, on a nice warm day where there's a lot of, you know, air insulation and all that, it doesn't really matter. But like in the cold winter time, it's hard to heat up. It's hard to, it's hard to keep a 1,000 gallon smoker rowing at 250 275 it just takes a lot of firepower you know uh, that's so, that's interesting no i i've i've and there's certain people who live and die by the 1000 and think the 1000 right. is the yeah. oh it's all subjective it would just depend on your preferences and the way your pit room's set up and how you know a million different elements but anyways we they do a good job with all of it the nashville hot chicken it's it's called the hot meal is that the sandwich is it mm-hmm we just kind of try to relate a lot of our menu items to meal. So, uh, I don't know, we were sitting in a meeting one day and I'm like, we we're trying to come up with an animal, like, what about the hot meal? Sometimes I come up with get, randomly get lucky. With it, it. it works. Luckily, that's happened quite a bit. I don't know the hot meal and it's, it's been pretty popular, especially that with pimento cheese. That's a, that's a good one. So that's, a, that's is a, that with the Nashville um, chicken tenders? Is that what it is or? yeah we do we do tenders so we had we had chicken tenders on the menu to begin with and i've got to say I'm, I'm a chicken fried chicken freak and our outside of bojangles bojangles is out y'all probably don't have i've heard job. of it but i haven't been to one though yeah it's like a you know it's like a popeyes canes more like a popeyes because they've got you know bone-in chicken and every plate comes with biscuit and all that stuff so it's probably closest to line to a popeyes but i do we don't have a really really close here but towards nashville they start having them and uh i've had their tenders a few times i really like those there's a place in town called blue oak right down the street me and the owner of there uh, are really good friends and talk every night about okay how was business tonight oh it was slow well such and such is going on across town you know we just yeah. check in with one another they have really good chicken tenders. But anyways, our chicken tenders are really good. I'm uh, just, just saying. I get to say that because while I, I, I actually, I did, I did sort of come up with the batter and all that stuff, which is very random, but I'm not cooking them all the time. So I can talk about them and they are, they're good. But then our uh, Nashville hot spice on them. Uh, we do the whole old dredge, you know, the Nashville style, the 
the the huddle and then re-season them again to make them actually yeah. spicy. To me, if you're going to call a hot chicken sandwich a hot chicken sandwich, it doesn't have to be blow your ears off hot, but it needs to have heat to it. Because yeah. my pet peeve is people calling stuff, oh, the insanity wing or the uh, the atomic bomb wing, and I eat it and I'm like, this is like, mild on a good day you know what i mean so that that's a pet peeve i'm like this needs to be hot enough that if you're not a spice fan you're not going to enjoy it and so you can get the tenders two different ways yeah you can get them just regular or you can get them national hot and you can you can specify with your server they're supposed to ask kind of how how hot do you want it uh so sometimes we get light spice sometimes we get regular and sometimes we get spicy spicier extra spicy so we sort of play that you know according to what they want oh that's and then and that leads me to so th- so this is a sit-down restaurant there's no line right do you order at your table you or do you order uh, during lunch service wednesday through friday from 11 until 3 you walk through the door and you order at the counter with a line okay. and you get placed at the table you know you get a table number to go to um and then server or a, a food runner brings your food but yeah it's a like a, a line queue uh okay. to order at night time, every night, starting at four, it's sit down just like it would be at any other restaurant. And then on Saturdays, we do full service uh, sit down for brunch, lunch, and dinner. Okay. All right. So, the, okay. So then if you sit, say, during the day when you do line up and you queue up and then go sit down, if you want to mm-hmm. order additional food, do you order it through your server or do you have to go back in line? Or You could, as you... As your runner or somebody coming to check the table, you know, where to come yeah. and, and need a refill or anything like that, uh, you could always, you know, say, hey, can I get a an extra half pound of brisket or can I get a, you know, another side salad or, you know, so, yeah, you, you could, depending on how heavy the line is, you could either just jump back in, you know, say there's not much in line or you could just ask somebody that works here uh, and they'd get fixed up. What is Martin like? Still a small town, but growing ever more beautiful in architecture architecture slash just people renovating the downtown area restaurants coming so it's it's on the it's on the rise i think but uh you know still a small town like 10 about like especially now with college being out you know we've lost five or six or seven students so it's a little more dead you know it's a it's a nice i i, I love martin I really do. Uh, uh, are people are people if people came in specifically to see you, is there somewhere to stay in town, or there is there a town outside of town that you'd recommend? Or they would they would likely stay in town. We've got a pretty nice Hampton Inn. Um, that, like that's where Brotherton and Bill stay. It's where Carrie stayed. It's where most. It's where a lot of the ball. It's right. It's right across from the, the UTM. So UT Martin uh, baseball and softball fields. Oh. It's nice. And then there's some bed and breakfast, you know, uh, Airbnb style stuff going on. Uh, about 12 miles north in the direction I'm facing, there's a, a nice little boutique hotel that uh, I think that's where Daryl Byers that came with uh, that, that came with uh, Bill and uh, Brenda and John last time. I think that's where him and his wife stayed uh, or he and his wife. Um, so, there, you know, there's places within. Okay. T- in minutes to stay okay and i know we've said this before but uh how far away are you from memphis and from nashville memphis is two to two and a quarter hours uh south south uh 
west of us and then nashville is about two and a half two and a quarter to two and a half hours east of us so you're kind of like centerish, like in between yeah it's te- geographically we're not in between but as i-40 runs gotcha. it, it kind of like we're only an hour if you were to be traveling from nashville to memphis we're an hour off the interstate so my advice is if you're a barbecue person i think i'm sure i'm biased but i think you should you know block out in two hours of your time three hours of your time an hour to get here off the interstate an hour to be here and eat and experience it and visit and then you know an hour to get back and be on the road so it's not far off the you know far off the beaten path at all how far i forget how far away are you from scott from Zach's uh, and i would say hour 10 mm-hmm. yeah that's not bad so that's a again that's another that's you guys are like the two people that, there's, a, there's many i have many friends in tennessee but that if i if i was able to, to go to your place and see zach i would be a happy man we'd make it we'd make it worthwhile and, and he we're quite i mean he and his wife date not here not often but I mean, a good bit, and he he does he deer hunts north of us in Kentucky, uh, a good bit, or in Illinois. I'm sorry, and uh, so during uh, early deer season back in the fall, he was stopping through and getting lunch and getting oh. a bunch of brisket. He loves a brisket, uh, and uh, get stuff to take to deer camp. So I was seeing him quite a bit. Yeah, no, we, I I love Zach. No, oh, yeah, he's salt of the earth salt of the earth yeah that's a good way to describe it well so is there anything that people should know that we haven't covered is there any restaurant advice or life advice that you've gotten that you want to share or like what what what's a piece of, of advice that you because i know that like carrie came and is there any is there any type of advice that you have gleaned from your fellow restaurateurs that stuck with you i don't know specific i can't think of anything specific that from okay. another restaurant tour uh besides they we just talk back and forth whether it's me and john or me and jordan ride or me and patrick or me and jim uh you name it and we all just sort of face the same struggles of meat prices and yep jinx uh meat prices <laughs> uh emotions it's all just sort of, you just if you're my advice and i had to give this advice away on saturday night talking to a girl that was talking about wanting to maybe open up a, a microbrewery slash restaurant in Nashville. It's like, you know, coming from you, what do you, what do you think uh, being in that position? I'm like, Oh, it's worth it. If you're really, if it is what you feel like your life calling it is, but it's not worth it. If you're, if it's not what you're just eating up with doing. And I am just an, a restaurant addict, but restaurant fried chicken and pizza. Um, but uh, I do eat brisket. I tried it. I, you know, I went on. I went like three years without being able to eat brisket, and now I've uh, gotten where I try to enjoy it once every two weeks. Just literally, just take home like a half pound, three quarters pound of moist brisket, and sit there, <laughs> sit there watching Triple D or something on TV, <laughs> and eating brisket and mac and cheese, uh, man, Brussels sprouts. What you about know, Sonic? Do you still go to Sonic? Not so much. It was so convenient, and I mean, I, I passed by it. It's it's once again, you know, I, as I said, just right across the street from the trailer. So right in front of me, but um, I'll stop and get like a, like a breakfast burrito every once in a while. They're not great, but they're not bad. Uh, we've got enough stuff here that I, I try to sustain. I try to support local, obviously. And I, I mean, I <laughs> and that's, very, that's very local if you're supporting yourself. 
that. But uh, yeah, not so much on the sun, just out of convenience. How does your mom feel about all this? She's, I mean, she's she's good and 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 does a great job. She's uh, a little more of a nervous Nancy than I try to be. I try to stay somewhat cool, calm, and collected. She's a little more emotion on her sleeves. Uh, but she cares. That's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying somebody. I'm not saying that the rest of our management doesn't care like she does. But outside of me, she wants nothing but to see me succeed and this place succeed. You know, through all the hard work. So she works her tail off, works herself too hard, really. You know, gets herself down physically and mentally. But uh, I can't thank her enough for all she does. Uh, and now, are you? Do you guys the upstairs? Do you guys have that open every day, or is that something just for? special events mostly in event space uh friday and saturday nights when we get busier or really all day saturday we see it it's a, it can get us an additional 45 to 50 seats so whenever we're whenever there's 90 people lined up at 3 50 p.m on a saturday to get in at four and that's not every saturday but it happens a good bit we immediately start seating upstairs so those busy saturdays we come from not we close from three to four and at four, there's been a lot of Saturdays where at four o'clock it came from being nobody in here because we were closed to 135 seats filled within 10, 12, 15 minutes, however long it takes everybody in seats. You're talking about tickets coming in. You got to be on our game. I mean, it's like uh, everybody, you know, get ready because all of a sudden we come from nothing to 16 smoked cream cheeses, uh, charcuterie boards, which is a sausage with pimento cheese and crackers, deviled eggs. I don't know what else I, I've already said, but, you know, uh, just, it, just, just it random. Like it's like battle. Very fast, very fast, very fast. What's so what would you recommend? What time would you recommend people coming during the week and then on Saturday? Well, I mean, you can get the menu all day. We pretty much on a, We'll start running out of ribs and maybe brisket in the last uh, 30 minutes of service on a maybe because um, we have ways to use leftover, whether it's chopped up in beans or whatever it is. But, you know, you can get the menu all day. You're going to be better. You're going to have better luck getting set and getting food, you know, great service at not peak peak time, which has, as weather's warming up and the sun's going down later, our dinner rush has moved from you know, 5.45 to 7, more to like a 8. You know, people are just getting out later uh, with the sun going down later. But uh, it's mostly any time. I mean, obviously, 7.15 on a Saturday night is going to be about the, not the worst time to come, but if you're a real antsy and just, you know, want to get fed and, want you know, don't want to have to wait, that's going to be your least good time to come. Uh, are you but, getting people though like on a because recently you've shown some photos of of some pretty good lines are people lining up on a saturday morning at seven eight or is it more like a nine ten or no we open at 10 for brunch on saturday and we'll have we'll start having people and almost every day the first people in line are getting here anywhere from you know 30 minutes before we open okay but no you, you wouldn't have to you, you don't have to get here super like that no no Okay, that's good. That's really good to know. Well, yeah. I, I'm so, I'm so happy for you. I, obviously, I want to visit as soon as I can. But I just I thank you for taking the time because I know like your time is 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 more valuable now than it ever has been, and you're you're running at six thousand miles an hour. So thank you for sharing this. And I just wanted to get people you know up to speed because 
they've seen probably a lot of photos and different things, but we, but you and I haven't chatted in about a year. So it's, uh, mm -hmm. it's I'm, just... I appreciate you reaching out to do it again. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye. Appreciate you.